If you have back pain, the first thing that's really important is to find out what it's coming from. And what it's coming from has, up until more recently, has been uniquely attributed and imaged by MRI. And unfortunately, MRI will only give us the information on the disc. So how do you diagnose the trauma to the ligament is, and there's a new FDA approved technique that's based on simple radiological imaging and artificial intelligence based algorithm to the degree of damage that has occurred in those ligaments. And fortunately, this has all been compiled in, in guidelines by the AMA already. So all of this information is out there, but nobody's using it. Welcome to Your Infinite Health. Are you getting older? Are you feeling it? How would you like to do that in reverse? We're your host, Dr. Tripp, and Lene. We've run an integrative medicine practice for 13 years. Together, we have 60 years of combined experience helping clients. We've helped tens of thousands achieve success in health and live longer, happier lives. In this show, we'll cover peer-reviewed and evidence-based integrative approaches to creating the health you've always wanted. We also share professional experience we see in the field every day. So if you're ready to feel, look, and live your best life, you're in the right place. Welcome to your Infinite Health Podcast. All right. I got a lawyer joke. <laughs> oh, dear. All my lawyer friends are going to be really happy with me after this. What's the difference between a good lawyer and a bad lawyer? I don't know. Well, <laughs> a bad lawyer might let a case drag on for several years. Wow. Yeah. But a good lawyer knows how to drag it on even longer. Oh, jeez. It's <laughs> for all my lawyer buddies out there. <sighs> Speaking of lawyers, you have been working with several lawyers here lately, specifically as it relates to this awesome and amazing service you have for people who have suffered spinal ligament injuries. Right. And so that can happen, that kind of incident can happen in like a car wreck or a sports related right, right. accident or can happen on the job. Mm -hmm. And so right up the vein. You know, jobs are really, that's like the, one of the biggest reasons for absenteeism at the job is, and for disability is our back injuries. With back injuries. Right, yeah. Lower On back. the job, back injuries Lower specifically. Back. Yeah. So as I understand it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of these people who are suffering from these kinds of issues don't get diagnosed properly because MRIs don't, aren't designed to catch spinal ligament. Well, I think, uh, I right? think more importantly, though, I think the real issue is with the advent of the biologic nanoparticle therapies that we do, the exosomes and that. And, oh, you mean and, the things we're not supposed to use? Yeah, like we're not supposed to. You, we're not supposed to say stem cells, exosomes, or regenerative medicine. Exactly. Okay, so we're not going to talk well, about stem cells, exosomes, or regenerative medicine. Correct. Okay, continue. Okay, okay. biological nanoparticles. Also known as biological nanoparticles. Okay, please continue. So yeah, so it's with all the great results that I've been seeing 
with this set of patients, one of my thoughts, and I, I've had a few of the personal injury patients come through and, and do just amazingly well with these treatments, was to address maybe the things with some attorneys to see if that is an avenue that could be, could be followed in instead of simply going to the surgeon or to pain I management. I think a lot of them get sent over to chiropractic care chiropractic or care, physical right. therapy. And there's some benefit there with that and some benefit, obviously, with physical therapy and these things that don't damage the the bones or the, the infrastructure of the spine. But the vast majority of patients are sent first to pain management and they get steroid injections. Which is like the worst thing shuts ever. Shuts down all the repair me- mechanisms and in, in, in that area wherever they're injected and might give some some pain, some very dramatic pain relief for brief to intermediate periods of time. But the end result is rapid degeneration and it doesn't repair, help repair the, uh, the infrastructure and get it back into a position where your bones won't degenerate. Hold on. I just want to get clarity on steroid injections specifically actually accelerate degeneration degeneration correct so anybody who's giving a steroid injection to their patient is actually Accelerating. accelerating their demise well accelerating the degeneration in that area because that's just terrible well and it is conceptually and the the only i think the focus of medicine initially years ago and and still to this day reactive medicine is to relieve a symptom and certainly severe back pain is a symptom that needs to be relieved as quickly as possible it's, it's bad but at the same time our hippocrates first do no harm and if we're giving injections of steroids that actually shut down the healing response, the repairing response to the ligaments that are holding the bones together, then what we're doing is a disservice, I believe, because there are... committing harm. Right. You're committing harm. And I now know from from my eight years experience doing these, doing the prolotherapy and the injections of the biologicals and the nanoparticles. Yeah. I know that I sometimes see a response within two weeks time of, of pain relief, significant pain relief to the point of no pain. So, But it's not, you're not talking pain relief as in a temporal resolution of a pain. You're talking about actually stimulating the body's own ability to heal and repair itself, are you not? These injections contain the particles that are in our stem cells. And the part, these particles actually go and activate our own stem cells to repair. Okay, so those particles that I'm giving in the injections are going and activating all of the repair mechanisms as well as the anti-inflammatory mechanisms that surround the injury and the inflammation. So what happens is that anti-inflammatory, the anti-inflammatory component acts pretty much like a steroid, right? So, But it does it biologically and allows the body to stimulate the shutdown of the inflammatory response like it would do normally when when you have a 
an injury. So normally when you have an in injury, what happens is first thing that happens is an inflammatory response for 48 to 72 hours. And that inflammatory response then activates and attracts stem cells and those things to come to the area to repair. And then those stem cells and the exosomes in those stem cells actually then change the inflammatory environment to a repairing environment. So what you're actually doing with the with these particles, these nanoparticles, is doing a very biological transition from inflammation to repair. Whereas when you give a steroid, you just shut down the shut down the inflammation, which is trying to get the stem cells activated to move forward with repair. So you get no repair. And the same thing is true with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. Those are known to do this virtually the same thing, maybe not quite as aggressively because the steroids actually shut down the immune response and a number of other things and, and a number of activities in the bone and the cartilage and the ligaments that deteriorates their abilities to hold things in place and to act as structural components. So it's, it's, I know it's kind of a little soapbox of mine, but at the same time, with the responses I've seen, granted, they're not as quick and dramatic as maybe a first steroid shot that's given that shuts down the inflammation. But I have seen within the process of a week or two, the, the pain, painful response and the inflammatory response disappear and move forward with significant improvement in well-being. Those results are not typical and cannot be guaranteed. <laughs> a lawyer disclaimer there. Yeah. So well, those are pretty typical, but they can't be guaranteed. That's okay. true. <laughs> okay, but I wanted to back up because I know that there's. Explain to me the difference. Explain to me and Tracy in Wisconsin. Oh dear. The difference between what an MRI shows for somebody who's had a spinal injury and this new technology that you have. So, yeah, the first and most important thing when you have an accident that, you know, that you get a back pain or whatever from, what you have to understand is that if you can imagine the ligaments between bones, and let's talk about the spine specifically, there are about 250 major ligaments that hold the spine together. And of those 250 major ligaments, 23 of them are discs because the discs are ligaments that are holding the bodies, the vertebral bodies together to a certain degree. And then you've got all these other major ligaments that are around the bones, around the vertebral body and the articulations of the spine and all of that, that hold those areas all together. So when you tweak your back, where whether it be the cervical spine, the thoracic spine, or the lumbosacral spine, the, those ligaments, which are like really, 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 really strong rubber bands. How strong? <laughs> they really, really, really. <laughs> so they actually are, they are stretched out of their normal range, so to speak, in, in, with, the trauma, with the trauma. And then they try and pull things back, but they, it's just like if you take a really strong rubber band, you overstretch it, it's going to, some of the fibers are going to break. It's just not going to be the same as it was anymore. And that can happen right in sports and car accidents and at work and in public places. It doesn't matter. You slip and fall. That's a possibility that's going to happen. So if you, you have back pain, the first thing that's really important is to find out what it's coming from. And what is coming from has up until more recently has been uniquely 
attributed and imaged by MRI. And unfortunately, MRI will only give us the information on the disc. But all of the other, all of the other 220 or 230 major ligaments that are holding the bones together and holding the articulations together and holding the spinous processes together and holding all of the other bone components together, it won't image any of those or with difficulty so that you can't tell what the damage is. So, I mean, if there was a complete rupture, possibly, but it would take a very, very focused MRI to do that. And so the entire industry has evolved basically on whether or not the disc is displaced or not and attributing the pain in the back to the disc. And so if you have a lot of pain in your back and you get an MRI and they don't see a, the disc move, they don't know what it's from, basically. And most physicians aren't trained about the, even in medical school, they, we go through anatomy and we know there are ligaments holding things together, but the pathology of ligaments and the care of ligaments is really not discussed at all. And so in that environment where you're having pain, and you got to know, too, the disc, discs don't have nerves in them. So you don't really feel the disc. And all of these ligaments, these strong rubber bands that are holding things together, all the nerves run through those ligaments. So whenever the ligaments get tweaked and stretched out of place, then they're the ones that are creating the reaction, the pain response, and that's where the pain is coming from. So... So how do you diagnose, how do you diagnose the, the trauma to the ligament is, and there's a new, newly approved FDA approved technique that's based on simple radio, simple radiological imaging and artificial intelligence based algorithm to the degree of damage that has occurred in those ligaments. And fortunately, this has all been compiled in, in, in guidelines by the AMA already. So all of this information is out there, but nobody's using it. Nobody is using it. So what I do when I get a patient is I'll have them do these x-rays, these x-rays, and I'll send them off for this consultation that will actually be able to measure the displacement of the bones and how severe the injury, which correlates directly with how severe the injury to the ligaments is. And I'll be able to define a program, a treatment program based on that result. And I'll be able to also categorize how well things respond using the nanoparticles and other treatment modalities with it. So it's an exciting time to get all this information too. That is exciting. Yeah, I know I'm running off at the mouth here, but... <laughs> no, it's really, it's very interesting. And the fact that it's not well known, it's an opportunity to educate not just patients who are probably... Well, let me ask this real quick. If somebody's had steroid injections, is it too late for them to do? No. It's not too late because you said that steroids shut down. Well, they shut down the healing response initially. That doesn't mean it's gone away forever. So it shuts down as soon as the, as soon as the steroid effect is cleared. I mean, your body is still going to repair the damage to the immune system and all those things and those cells. So at about six weeks to eight weeks after a steroid injection has been given, you can pursue biological therapy. And Six to eight weeks after. Exosome, stem cell therapy, whatever you want to call it. Cool. And so those are the things that are most important, I think, right now that people are unaware of. And, and I'm 
looking forward to educating and getting this getting the word out because it's it's really important for people to be able to understand that they don't have to live in pain that the we have a modality already that has been shown effective and a treatment modality using using the nanoparticle biologics that will activate their own system and their own system will actually go back and repair the damage very cool yeah. now r- one real quick thing and i don't want you to give away any of your intellectual property. But I do want to bring up the fact that because I've heard patients go and get a prolotherapy type injection Mm -hmm. and not get a good result. And that I think is largely attributed to the manner in which the injection was delivered. And you have a different way of delivering injections that is more comprehensive. And I think that's why you get the results that you get that other people doing this aren't getting. Can you go into kind of that without saying too much? So yeah, that, well, the technique I use is a classical prolotherapy. Many of the people giving injections out there are just not doing prolotherapy. They're just giving injections. And I have some of the, the people that... I've what been, are they injecting? Well, they're injecting, they may be injecting biologics, or they, but prolotherapy was actually codified in the 30s and 40s, 1930s and 40s. And, and generally speaking, there's a very set way of doing it. A lot of people use ultrasound now and for guidance, but at, at the same time, that process, plus what I have added to it personally has, uh, I mean, uh, I've, I've been really pleased with the results that I've received. And like I said, some people within two weeks are pain-free and go forward. So that's really neat. But at the same time, if they're just giving a single injection, like a steroid injection in one place, that's not going to resolve the issue. And so, I mean, the, somebody, it's really important to look into how the injections are going to be done, what do they contain, make sure they don't contain any steroids and that type of thing, because the steroids are going to actually deteriorate the bone, the cartilage, the, the fibrous uh, ligament tissue, all of that over time. And when those ligaments are loose, what happens is the ligaments are loose. And if you can imagine something that's being held in place by by those tight rubber bands, and then those rubber bands are loose, then any movement that happens just allows it to grind back and forth uh-huh. and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, okay, and stop, right stop, and left. And, sorry. Okay. <laughs> and, Gag and, reflexes are kicking and in. And that's how all the, the, the deformities occur and the damage occurs because those joints are loose. And so even... There was a case of a 24-year-old that that actually had steroid injections after a motor vehicle accident, and uh, it was not not even two years later, had a normal-looking spine at the time of the accident, more or less. It didn't have any bulging discs, so the MRI was negative. So she got steroid injections, multiple steroid injections into her back, and about a year and a half to two years later, she's got she's got the x-ray findings of severe moderately severe degenerative arthritis oh my god yeah and this is a 24 25 year old or 26 year old so what hope does she have well that's a done deal she wasn't my patient and but that was a documented case in the literature so if that knowledge is out there and we know the steroids are doing this in my mind steroids should be contraindicated nuts 
Yep. What else? Anything else? First, do no harm. First, do no harm. All right. Well, I, you know what? We're at time anyway. So thank you. I think that was very helpful. If listener, if this is something that if you've been suffering with back pain, stop getting steroid injections and go smack the doctor that's giving them to you and give us a call. Well, give us a call. And if you're not local, we'll try and help you find somebody that is better than what you've been dealing with. So you can look us up at yourinfinitehealth.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please leave us a review. And until next time. Thanks for subscribing to Your Infinite Health. I'm Dr. Tripp. And I'm Lynne. Until next time, feel it, look it, and live it. <laughs>